0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. After one of the most fascinating drafts in the history of the NBA 2K League, uh, we are back for virtual courtside with Dirk and Harris. Uh, Dirk, do you want to introduce yourself without a gigantic burp?
1: Yeah, Papa John's and Diet Pepsi is a hell of a combination yeah, out great, here in Bob. these parts. <laughs> it's not going to get it Causes some gas coming out of the mouth. You know what? But yeah, there's some... Um, been a part of I shouldn't say I should have been a part of every single draft because I missed two I missed season three and season four but in terms of
0: miss season three. yeah
1: (laughs) you were there (laughs) but all the drafts I've seen this has been the most questionable one in a lot of the picks so I'm excited to recap and honestly grill into some of these teams
0: yeah and hey we we talked to you know in our pre Jap podcast Uh, by the way shout out to everybody who listened we really appreciate all the love and support you got we're going to do a lot of these podcasts so please uh Get ready for lots of content. Um, We're going to have a lot of guests, too. Shout out to the people who reached out. We're going to try to get them on. Content. Content. (laughs) Content. Um, But yeah, I just think, you know, we talked about before the draft how the talent in this draft was really close, especially in the middle. Um, You know, the top-end guys are the top-end guys, but in the middle, it's so hard to discern who's good, who's bad. All came down to fit and personality, and there were a lot of uh, fit picks tonight a I, lot of fit
1: picks usually right you do a phenomenal job each time for the draft so lots of props to you with all the research that you do because definitely carry 35 can, carry, can, I, can i get a podcast yeah, come on, on come five, on, man. 34 35 see i don't think there's ever been a world where looking at one of your tier lists and seeing tier three point guards of all people yeah. being selected more than the tier two. there was twos.
0: a run on tier three point guards crazy run <laughs>
1: like what's what? crazy
0: <laughs> a run on tier three guards um okay so here's what we're gonna do we are going to go through every single roster, like we said we are. Before we do that, let let's just let's just speak the draft. Let's just say the draft. We'll do the thirty-five picks. We're not going to go through. Each, we're not yep. going to analyze each pick. But here's here's how the draft went down. Uh, the wizard one took Benzo. Uh, T Wolves Gaming at two takes two talk. Magic Gaming snags Jay Bullen. Kingsguard goes score number four overall. T Wolves Gaming goes Iggy Moe, number five. Went chalk uh, with the entire top five. Luke Lock goes six. Kick goes seven to the Kings. Uh, Bye's, the big one of the biggest surprise picks of the night. He goes eight to the Blazers. Fiend goes nine to the Jazz. Fat goes ten to the Kings. Bate goes eleven to the Hawks. Warnox 12 to Dukes. Grizz snag Odon at 13. Traydales goes to the Hornets at 14. Plu to MBL at 15. Another shock Blazers pick. We're gonna talk about the Blazers a lot tonight. They snag May. They give they use two first-round picks, I should say, to draft May. They traded a the future first to get back into it. Hornets take Mooch at 17. Boot goes 18 to Genji. Love that pick. Polo goes 19 to the T-Wolves. And to close out the first round, Jazz Gaming snags Miami. Into the second round, Grizz Gaming gets Icy. Heat Check Gaming gets Tay at 22. Retro goes to the Bucks, as expected, at 23. Fana to the Mavs at 24. Type to the Wiz at 25. Bit of a surprise pick there. Mona. Goes 26 to the Pistons, the New Zealand guy. Uh, Rigby, 27 to the Grizz. Jolo, 28 to Gen G. Dynasty, 29 to the Lakers. Pat myself on the back for that one. I nailed that. Ubots 30 to Blazer 5. Again, another shocker. Anias goes to Dukes at 31. Symptoms falls to the Raptors at 32. And then into the third round, Justin to the Jazz at 33. Snubby to the Magic at 34. And then Duck to the Hawks at 35.
1: The only, pick, the, the only pick that somehow I got right was the very last one of the draft. A
0: bird team drafted a bird player. You nailed it. Look
1: at that. Yeah, we didn't even that, bring man. that up. It's, it is
0: an aviation kind of team. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Now that we went through the draft, we're just going to go through all the rosters. Yep. Even the teams that didn't pick tonight, I feel like it's just easiest now that we have the whole team. We can go through all of them. We can even talk about the teams that didn't make a pick. So let's start with the Sixers. Uh their final roster is Dre, Jaden, Gradient, DT, and DJ. I don't think we have to speak about them too much. No picks for them tonight. Their roster's been together for uh their roster has been together for a long time. Well like time, three but, months now, right? Yeah, I like how it looks though. I still think the JD and Gradient combination is a bit questionable. It's like your top of the key defense, but Jaden keeps getting better every year, so I'm not going to be surprised if this team is really good.
1: I want to see Graydon get back to like his elite level form. I feel like from riding the train of the Warriors, that's what his kind of the name has been living by, but yep. we haven't been seeing the exact results that you maybe be able to expect from a lockdown like yep. that. So I'm, I'm hoping that being with a, a winning organization again, right, with 76ers GC, maybe okay. it, it kind of lights things up.
0: So let, let's. That's the Sixers. We don't need to talk. We don't need to talk yeah. too much about these teams. Let's get right into the Blazers. They're obviously number two for the alphabet, so we can get into it. Their final roster, I guess, is Claude, Ubots, Fias, Chaos, and May. Um, so I, I'm 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 going to go first here. I've heard a lot about their pre-draft process. I have heard that their GM Mickey has been incredibly siloed when it came to their pre-draft process. They did not interview a lot of guys for this year's draft. Uh, They did not consult Claude Chaos a lot for this. They didn't really include Joe in their pre-draft process either. And to be honest with you, this draft reeks of I think I know better than everybody else, and I'm doing things my own way. And respect to him, like I saw Dave Fry tweet tonight, where Dave Fry's like, I'm not going to doubt the Blazers GM after the team he drafted that last year. First of all, that team was pretty bad for most of the year until they gave control of the coaching staff to Joe. Joe was the one who took that team to new heights in both game modes. So I don't like giving the GM credit for that. Clearly, he gave himself credit for it because the swings that he took tonight, Fai is at eight. Fai is a good player. He's not the eighth overall pick talented. May, they not only use a future first-round pick to move up and take him, they then use that first-round pick on him coming off the worst season of his career easily and then they pick U-Bots to close out the draft who, if they didn't take Fias and they took like Follow or any of the other top locks, that U-Bots pick would have been one of the best picks yep. of the draft. But now we're all sitting here so confused. And, and, and again, for the people that are out there like, well, Fias is a great 2K player. You know, I think he can play lock. Have y'all, have y'all been watching him this offseason? He's looked great at shooting guard. U-Bots has looked great this season at shooting guard. And I respect him wanting to change things up. But like... They drafted two power forwards. May hasn't played well at center in two years. He doesn't even play center in Pro Am anymore. I I am lost on this team. I feel for Claude and Chaos. They were tweeting their feelings out all night long. We were all shocked as as these picks came in. It, it I don't know if this team like even if this team is good, that's just not how you drafted two Kaylee. Yeah. Team. Respectfully. I I I just think that they they had they took a lot of big swings tonight. I can't believe the fire is at nine pick. It, it, he's very talented, but like, wow, shocker!
1: It's inexcusable uh, the fact that like so. If I look at this draft, this is a season one, season two draft. Three guards and a power forward, center, which you don't know which position is playing which. This is literally just like a thrown together team. Do
0: out in scrims, I guess. The like, worst. Part,
1: the worst part about it is is that one. Seeing the frustration for the players, rightfully so. Yep. u even looked flustered when he went up there and he got picked. Was I don't think stunned. he even he expected to go there.
0: And, and by the way, props to U-Bots, man. He has worked really, really hard to get into this league, to make himself a real prospect. It was a big moment for him to get drafted, but you could tell he was like, wait
1: a minute. He might not even get picked if he didn't get picked there. So that's yeah. where like, he has to probably appreciate it a little bit. Sure. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to a shit show. Yeah. And the fact that you have a mind like Joe was a coach of the year candidate and you don't have him in there. And like, what are you basing this draft off of? Are you going off of combine? I know are you f- going off of like some, what, what stats are you I, looking I've at? I've
0: spoken to a lot of players this off season, including players who were interested in playing for Blazer five gaming. Uh, they barely talked to anybody, if any, if any players at all. So I just, I question their process to even get to this point. Um, I look from a talent perspective, Claude, Ubots, Fias, Chaos, and May is not a bad roster. No. There have been way less talented rosters than that in 2K League history, but it's like part of your job as GM is to, I would say, inspire some hope inside of your players that like your team can like elevate themselves and get to a place where maybe they don't necessarily believe it. I just find their process and how they came to this team to be really flawed. And for me personally, if Joe Vegas is able to get this team, to playoffs Coach in of the either year. mode. Coach of the year.
1: Haven't Sniffing the bubble. Wow.
0: Like, I, in the I, Western Conference. Because not only is he going to have to manage this team being good, he's going to have to manage which positions these guys play. Do you think Fias wants to play lock? Like, he's a pretty quiet guy. I'm sure he's fine. But, like, he's been cooking people at shooting guard this year. Why are you putting him at lock? Is Chaos going to play center? He was one of the best power forwards in the league last year. And do, do you know what? The, the thing that bothers me the absolute most about this, I've been burning them for the Jomar trade all year. They could have had three. They didn't go after it. Eight and the Pistons' future first turn into Fias and May. So it's basically Fias and May for Jomar. Would you have ever traded Fias and May for Jomar?
1: Not a chance the Not in a home.
0: chance in the world. It's just bad value. I, so think,
1: I think what it comes down to is that if you're a GM, there's a reason that you have coaches. If you don't know what you're doing and you're not as knowledgeable as possible, don't make the picks to send your team into a downward spiral.
0: Respectfully to the Portland Trailblazers organization – um, if they're using analytics to draft, as kind of like one of the kings of analytics for this whole community, I have all the numbers. Yeah, there ain't no way you drafted these guys off analytics, because and also there's no way you drafted these guys off of Team Fit. Claude. So let's just talk gameplay for a second. We're going a little bit too in on the Blazers, but let, let, let's we can wrap it up here. Claude is an offensive player, is is not the best one on one ISO guard. He needs a two guard who's going to attract a lot of offensive attention. The problem with this team is that this team is going to force Claude to have the ball a lot. Ubot can have the ball in his hands a lot, but he's also a rookie shooting guard in the Western Conference, and it's going to have insane matchups every single game. Fias is playing at lock. He would actually be a really good shooting guard next to Claude. Just kidding. He's now at lockdown. He's barely going to have the ball. I, I just, I. There are a lot of teams tonight that the teams that they put together, like the Hawks. The Hawks put together a team where it is extremely clear how they're going to play and how they can get wins. Their win conditions are very clear. I don't know what the Blazers' win condition is. Their Blazers' win condition is, holy shit, we need to hit a lot of threes. That's their win condition. And look, u is a very talented player. Fias is really good. May is really good. The Western Conference is super unforgiving. So... Joe Vegas is gonna have to whip them boys into shape. I
1: think it's a, it's a really tough ask because Fias is a phenomenal defender, and there are some guys that we talk about it, like Kai. Example, yeah. you know, it's it's a kind of a bad example because he's the best. If Kai were to go play lockdown, he'd be the best lockdown in the world. Yeah, right. But I'm not getting that same vibe from Fias, and I doubt there's no chance in my mind that he played shooting guard his whole time and then wants to go in the league. I'm like, yeah, I'll play lock.
0: R- and I, I just want to point this out R- respectfully to Fias and his defensive abilities. You need to, if you want to be an elite lock in this league, you have to be loud. Yeah. You got to be vocal. He is one of the least vocal players in the league. That has always been his thing. He is a quiet dude. He's going to have chaos screaming at him every single game to talk. Yeah. And you also have May, who's also a really quiet guy. Think about it this way they're going from Jomar Lavish and chaos, probably one of the loudest front courts? Lavish in the would not shut up last Lavish year. Lavish doesn't shut up to, to five. I just. I don't understand it. It it reeks of a guy who wanted to like do his own thing and kind of prove everybody wrong. And look, uh, look, I, I, I I don't want to talk about the Blazers
1: anymore. All right,
0: they're draft really frustrating.
1: Final draft grade, I go F.
0: I'll I'll go D, just because I think they they did a good job of at least acquiring good talent. They didn't draft any truly awful players. They drafted league level players. That just I don't see how this puzzle works together. Let's move on to the Bucks. They did make a pick tonight. Um, They end up picking Retro. Duh! I feel like everybody expected them to end up with Retro. Um, the biggest question for him is going to be, how not how is he going to be in the regular season games, it's going to be, how is he going to play in the biggest games that they have this year? What's he going to be like? Is he going to be able to keep up with the intensity? Is he going to be able to keep up with Dimes and Dosics? I love the pick on paper. He seemed really confident when I shook his hand in person, really confident. Uh, sounds like this pick has been in the works for a while. Um, I, I I like the retro pick. This Bucks team is going to be really
1: really really good. I'm excited. Because well yeah, we're not going to see him until fives because Dimes is definitely going to be the one. To He's play the threes. third string
0: big. Dimes yeah. or Johnny. Johnny yeah. was great last year for them.
1: So. No, I think it'll be good. Uh, I mean, I was even looking at some of the power force that were going off, especially how deep in this draft. It's surprising maybe he even got there, right, yeah. with some of the picks that were being made. Yep. But I think it just kind of goes down to what some of the other teams were doing yeah. and the fact he just fell right to their lap, something that yeah. they just almost knew that they're doing. So I think the Bucks for me, were the winners on the night because I think they got their guy. Yep. I still think that having that like championship core of Johnny, daw Dimes, adding him in, and CP, who was very good last year, now you put him in a very comfortable environment this with a this a current really team. a really
0: big year for CP. We yeah. can't ignore that. This is like...
1: He if he doesn't perform this, it's like where do you really go from there?
0: Uh, he probably will get scapegoated if they don't win the title this yep. year. That's just how this game goes. So we'll we'll, we'll see how the Bucks go. Uh, next two teams were two teams that didn't have picks. You have the Cavs. Their roster closes out as Antoine Killie. Shift A, DJ, Two Cold Slaughter. It's basically the mini wolves. It's T wolves two it's, it's the mini wolves.
1: Um,
0: I think they'll be fine. I don't. I don't think they're going to win the title. I think they'll. I think they'll compete for the playoffs. I think they'll be fun to watch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think it'll That's be feel. compete for the playoffs. The way I look at it is that Bear and Shifty Kai is a lot better backcourt than Antoine and Killy. Yeah. And if this team already showed you with the T Wolves that they can't be the highest level defensive team, yeah. this team's gonna really struggle in that regard.
0: I'm I'm fascinated to see Shifty back at lock. He played power forward yeah.
1: last year. Uh
0: so interested to see how how that whole thing
1: works. Uh to the Celtics, uh
0: Leche six thirty, Tezo, Krizzy, and Colt. Um they're fine. It's a fine roster. leche
1: has been hooping this offseason, leche, too. Lecce
0: and 630 are going to be fun. Tezo's going to have a great year. We'll see how crazy and Colt can hold up. It's a good team. Probably yeah. one of the better rosters that the Celtics have had uh, going into the oh, 100%. Year. Yeah. All right, let's get to Dukes. Uh, they made multiple picks tonight. They took Warnox at 12. They take Anias at pick 31. Um, I, first of all, love the Warnox pick. Um, I mocked that to them. Uh, my final mock at 12. A lot of rumors that the Magic liked him at 16. A lot of rumors that a lot of teams liked him, and... You know, I feel like a lot of GMs, if they look at the Warnox pick at 12, they're probably thinking to themselves, ha, we used smoke streams and, and tricked yeah. Dukes to take Warnock's at 12. Well, guess what, suckers? They got the power forward. They won it anyway. So if you swap the picks, it didn't matter. Um, I love the Warnock's-Anais combo. I think Anais is really going to bring some defense to that team because you look at the rest of the roster and you're like, Gazoli Warnock's at the top. We'll see how they defend. But at least Anais is going to get them some stops and get them out. They the
1: needed brain. a vocal leader. And I said this up on the desk. Anias, historically, from what I've known him from even just Pro-Am and going to the league, he is in the best environment when he is the one in charge. Sure. And I genuinely feel like when you're looking at other players on this team, right, if you laid that five out, you say, who's the vocal leader? Maybe you could argue Scorio. I think that Anais is going to be the one to really take control of this team, especially on the defensive side of things. Yeah. I still think that there has to be an open door for Ryan to be the offensive guy who just controls literally every single aspect on it while still listening. But I think on the defensive side, right, I know for a lot of people talking about Warnock's coming into the league was the language barrier, but he's really worked on his English. Yeah. So I don't think there's going to be that much of an issue with it too. Yeah. So I, I think with the roster that we talked about, right, to where we said this is just a, a three people on the team that is just, very random to have yeah. the roster got even more random but i'm excited to see how it goes
0: i think anais is the perfect power forward for warnocks too cuz he he's a good dude he's very he's a great communicator like you can talk 2k with him for hours yeah. like he'll, he'll just i think he's going to be really good for warnocks to kind of learn what it's like to play defense in the league they're going to be a great partnership um I'm I'm excited for this team. This team is gonna score. They're gonna well, we'll see if they score. They're gonna shoot a lot of threes, yeah. buddy. They're gonna shoot threes like crazy between Ryan, Gazzulli, and Warnox. Um I actually think the biggest challenge for this roster goes to Mario, the new coach, because You know, I don't really know what kind of system they want to run. I don't know if he has a system in mind. I feel like if you took one of the best coaches in the league and gave them this roster, they would pump out a top five offense out of this team. I'm interested to see what kind of offense Mario wants to run. They're going to have to run something really professional to get the most out of this team. I'm
1: more interested, too, because Mario is such a quiet guy. Like, it's no disrespect to him at all. It's just not somebody I could see coaching. Yeah, I don't know
0: what his coaching style is going to be. So, like,
1: I can't tell if it's going to be more of these things. He's just kind of on the back end as the game is going on. He'll just add his bits and pieces. Definitely... Can't seem as like the animated guy who is constantly calling stuff out. Yeah. The good part is, I mean, Mario's 2K mind is phenomenal. Great, yeah. Like, great smart it, it, guy. it is Very great. Smart guy. Like, if you're ever in his streams when he's playing with his teams, I know with Spain. He knows his stuff for sure. Yeah. It's just going to be, what kind of coach is he going to be in, in that regard? Is it going to be somebody who's really going to be kind of a player's coach and really start to elevate things? Or is it going to be like the little cultural difference, right? You have a Spanish yeah. coach coming from Europe, English being his second language. How is that going to flow? Then on top, you throw in a Frenchman. you got Warnox that's in there. His second language is going to be. English.
0: To be honest, I think a lot of this is gonna fall on Ryan or Spam.
1: I yeah, like he has to have a like to, to be drafted where he was. He's the number three overall pick. Yeah. He
0: needs he needs to be the guy on this team. Like hundred percent the guy. hundred percent the guy. The way that Greens was the guy for the Nets, Ryan needs to be the guy for Dukes. And honestly, again I if you're trying to build this team around Ryan and you're like, okay. What's the best possible team we can put around him? You need one dude who can get stops and a bunch of dudes who can shoot. Warnox can shoot. Gazuli can shoot. My only worry is that I would like this team so much more if they ran five out and they had a popper. I don't know if Scorio can pop. I really don't know about his uh, his skill set outside of being an inside big. I would love this team with a popper, but I'm okay with Scorio because I think he is going to be average to good enough for them to be stable in the front court. Um this this team to me and this is not an insult in fives this team kind of looks like a 500 team to me but I think in threes this team's going to surprise people.
1: Um it depends who's playing in threes. Yeah. I don't if, if it's Ryan or Gazoola I think honestly in threes it might be better off to do with Gazooli yeah. unless we start to see Ryan really starts get into his offensive they, bag. You got to put Ryan
0: in yeah. there. They gave up a lot for him. It's time for him to to put up her shot Because
1: it was very disappointing last year seeing yeah. it. Because we were all sitting there like, oh man, like we know him he's not as a threes guard, but we know him as a fives guy. And fives formed a little bit better, but threes was definitely it was a struggle to watch. Yeah. So uh
0: so that's Dukes. So let's go on to Gen G here. I, Ooh, I, I like think, this. Team. I think Jake Heath did a great job. Tonight. He crushed, he crushed, crushed this in, draft. crushed in his first draft. Uh they grabbed boot at the end of the first round. They trade a nothing Raptors second round future pick to move up and snag Jolo. Um, they, they're full rosters. Now Gallo, Reese, Lawrich, Jolo, Boot. This team has so many great win conditions. They can beat you with defense. They can beat you with three-point shooting. They can beat you with, with playmaking. You know, if Reese has a, a, a reclamation season, this team's going to be good. If Gallo has the breakout season, I think he can have with this roster. This team could be great. I I really think the upside that Jake Keith has given this team is, is very impressive. Uh, I, This to me, this is kind of a throwback Eastern Conference 2K League team. Like, you got got a gritty inside center. You got a two-way power forward. You got all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'm I'm
1: very, very impressed by what Gen G was able to do. See, tonight. you say it's a classic thing, it makes sense. It is literally so throwback. It, it it's it's just a normal draft with people yeah. who are drafted to play their set position. Yeah, there's none of this BS of oh well he's a powerful, but he can play center and this center can play power forward, but they can also switch in the lock. There's none of that. That's what makes this draft so good.
0: I really thought that the Blazers were trading up for boot. I thought when I saw that trade come in, I'm like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna move up and grab boot and we're gonna have a a Fias Chaos Boot Defensive Core. Ooh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, we'll, we'll see how May plays again. I, yeah. you know May comeback season could still.
1: Happen. I I think with this right, the the one thing with Genji we talked about in the pod, I talked about it uh, during the draft, is that twenty one to nineteen, the final score of almost every Genji loss that we ever Everyone. saw in the threes, they finally now have. The guys that you need who are going to get you stops. And who specialize oh. in 3v3. Jolo, I don't know why it took so long for him to get into the league. Because every single time I've seen him, especially in the threes world, yeah. absolutely dominate. Lawridge. I can't long move. tracker can dominate the threes. This is really just all going to come down to Gallo, I think. More so, actually, I'll, I'll take less pressure off of him in fives. Because I think he'll show up and do his thing. And having Reese, I think will give him a different yeah. you know a life source to it. Threes, he just has to be a lot better. Especially when these guys are going to go out there and give him a million stops.
0: I think his rookie year was really good. I thought last year he took a step forward. We need to see the star leap yeah. from Gallo this year. Like We need to see him in MVP talks. We need to see him in all-star talks. We need to see him in all 2K League talks. Like Gallo needs to take the leap. If Gallo takes the leap, the star leap, then this team is going to be really, really good. I can't believe that Jolo was still on the board at that pick. Yeah, same I thought here. that was a really crafty trade-up uh, by Jake Keith. Uh, all right, so that's Gen G. let Let's go to Grizz, uh, one of my big winners of the night. I said so many times during my streams, I was like, all the Grizz got to do is put together a competent roster with good vibes, and it's a su- successful offseason for them. After the CP and Dimes trade, after the Cooks and Crush trade, like, God damn it, just get some good 2K League players, throw them out there, let Vandy cook, and see what happens. And guess what? That's exactly what they did. They fill out the roster with Riggy, uh, Riggy, Rigby. <laughs> Rigby, Icy, and O'Don. Vandy takes the point guard spot. He's been looking great, by the way. Uh, Spartan moves back to the center spot. I, I I love what they did. You know, I don't think Rigby has a very high ceiling. You know, I, I said that Icy's one of my sleepers. I don't think he has the highest ceiling. Same thing with Don. But they drafted three quality two K players. They have a very clear way that they want to play. And they are going to be an absolute dogfight in every 3v3 game. Vandy, Icy, Odon in threes?
1: Mm. No, thank
0: you. I do not want to play them. I don't want that on my schedule. Do not do that. That team is going to be absolutely nasty in threes.
1: This is one of my sneaky teams for fives that I'm sure. really going to be keeping sure. an eye out on. I, I know that we're hard on Rigby. But with everything he had to go through, the year layoff, yeah. and then coming back, I think that this is going to be the season where we might see him get back to his rookie Vandy's year ways. Is
0: a far better point guard fit for Rigby than Antoine Love. Yes,
1: yeah. because like better. even like then because when Vandy came in right, it was just that scoring guy, the flashy dribbler. Yeah. But he's really starting to adapt to his game a lot more than that. But for threes, man, to what Cookies. you just said, right? Like uh, I remember watching Odom when we were out there at UPA and he was playing his combine games, and I was like, man, why does this guy look so familiar? He's literally going berserk right now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's on. I remember him when he was on the community team. Mm -hmm. So I remembered every aspect of it. And I think with Vandy making his return of threes, that is where he thrives. I mean, he's got the 99 overalls now too, something that we have to factor in. We've only seen the one game he played with Dukes Infinitos, but he averaged like 19 points during the game when he started going forward. Phenomenal team. I, I think... With all the the stuff that Lang and Double A had to go with, with the offseason acquisitions and everything like that, uh, it's a major W. Happy for the guys down in Memphis. To
0: just go to show you again that the 3v3 community teams is probably one of the five best additions to the league ever. It's such a great proving ground for guys to show, like, hey, we're ready for the league. I mean, so many guys who played on community teams got drafted tonight, whether it was Jolo... Uh, Don got drafted tonight. Trey dollars. Miami, Trey dollars. Like, it was great. Like, I thought a lot of guys, uh, got drafted off of that. And, and I think Fanta Morgan, again, too. Fanta again, yeah, he's back. I think, I think the three, the community teams are such a great addition to the league. Um, but yeah, the, you know, I, I think for me that what, what, what's going to stop this team for me in fives is offensive upside. You know, if Vandy's not really scoring the ball that well. I think the rest of the roster is going to struggle to score, um, as much as I like Rigby, I don't know if he's necessarily good enough to demand the lockdown uh, instead of just putting the lock on Vandy and giving the shooting guard to Rigby. Is maybe it, maybe a game or two here or there, but I don't I, know if consistently he'll see. I, I really want to see
1: how Rigby's going to play this year because I've always known him as like a guy that can get the ball in his head, like an old fashioned sharp. Yeah. Like just use the little drip moves that they have to get open. It's like he started to reinvent his game to be more of a, a ball handler threat yeah. than compared to like just an automatic catch and shoot type shooter. Yeah, and if they do want to succeed. Has to have the ball in his hand a lot more.
0: By the way, uh, are we gonna, are we, were we supposed to do draft grades for every team? Or did you just want to give the Blazers one?
1: I just wanted to give the Blazers a okay. bad
0: grade. <laughs> um, all right, so that, that's the Grizz. Shout-out to the Grizz. Um, again, that I'm so excited to watch them in threes, man. I, I can't wait. Uh, let's go to the Hawks. Uh, they draft Duck and Best Bait, which not really a surprise to anybody involved. That was, you know, reuniting... Duck and Glow, Bait and MDS have been playing together for a long time. So honestly, I mean I, I like what the Hawks have done this year. They put together just a good 2K league team. Yeah. Like I think the last couple of seasons, or you know, especially last season where they had so much talent, it just like they didn't it didn't really make sense. Like the like it was C's and MDS, but you also have Gradient and a rookie power forward. Who was even their center last year? Hotshot. What the hell? Like it was a wacky team. This team makes way more sense. You have Duck and MDS. MDS is going to have the ball a lot. Duck will bring the ball up the court and start the offense. You have Underrated Goat and Bait who will be in the pick and roll. You have Glow who's going to come off the weak side for rebounds and is going to switch with bait whenever they are in rotations. This team makes sense. And honestly, for the Hawks, Mazeltov, mm-hmm. you You put together a 2K League team that makes sense. And I'm not going to lie to you, Dirk. I think I'm going to fall for it again and I think I'm going to pick them to make the playoffs.
1: <laughs> I think I'm going to do it again. I like this team. Yeah, it's built I think it's built of people who are are going to fight. And yeah. not only that but two guys we talk about underrated Golden Glow who are proven to excel at their specific positions. They like winning. Yes. And they like winning so a lot. I think mixing that in, bringing in bait which is one of the more obvious ones. I said yesterday I feel like Duck would be the perfect fit on this team. You bring in a guy who always finds a way to make runs in tournaments when you're talking about the history of Duck, right? It's always, Duck's a proven winner. He just wins. That's all he has to do. I think it's going to be the perfect fit because you know you're not going to have the Duck that's going to be going crazy, but you're going to have the experienced veteran Duck coming onto this team who's also going to have that little bit of a a revenge tour that's going to be going down with how sour things were uh, last year. So I I think that's going to be really good for this team. Probably what would you say, best roster that they, they've really had going yeah, into a season? A t-
0: I think last year from a talent perspective yeah. was better, but this team makes so much more sense. Yeah. And do you know what else it is? Everybody on this team feels really good about being on this team because their roles are so clear-cut and defined. Like, Goat and Glow are going to be the vocal leaders of this team, especially on defense. They're going to make sure that Bait is always in the right positions whenever he needs to be. Duck knows that... MDS runs the offense and Duck is there to facilitate, control, and help run breaks. Yeah. Like there's no fooling around over like what role is like, you know, are there problems on this team? I think everybody on this team feels really good about the fact that they're all playing together. And I think at the end of the day, for a Hawks roster, two thumbs up from Harris. Two thumbs up. Everybody on this team is happy and they all have clear and defined roles.
1: Welcome back, Duck.
0: Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Welcome back, Duck. Uh, All right, that's the Hawks. Let's go into the Heat. They only had one pick tonight. Uh, They do move Kai to the shooting guard spot. Maddie Dietrich saucy is the rest of the roster. And to top things off, finally, after years of grinding for the league, he has taken the steps. He was on the league bench last year. He has been in. He has played with so many all-time great players. Tay finally gets a proper chance in the NBA 2K league. And to be honest with you. I think it's a perfect fit. I think it's a perfect fit next to Kai. It's not going to... like Again, same thing with the Hawks. There's no delusion here over who's going to run this offense. But you know what Tay's going to do? He's going to facilitate. He's going to run the offense. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to score a little bit when he needs to. And he's going to sit in that corner on defense. That's it. And it's going to be fun to watch. My only issue with this team is that I'm worried about a Kai... Maddie defensive duo as the point of your attack defenders. I'm a little bit worried about that. If their plan is to put Kai at the top of the at the hash, I get it. If their plan is to do something more ish and put Tay at the hash, I don't love that because that takes Kai out of the break. So I don't really know how this team is going to play defense, but I think offensively this team is going to cook.
1: I think it was what well, in threes. Kai wasn't good defending. He got no. backdoored a lot, right? That's yes. I'm not going All crazy about that. My so. My thing was this, is what we talked about yesterday, things panned out exactly how we said it's like, okay, if you're going to have point guards, you're going to need to bring somebody in who can control the game. If you're going to put them at shooting guard or flip it. So I'm assuming Tay definitely going to be the point guard with him going over to that shooting guard 100%. position. So it is going to open up a lot more doors for him. I think my concern, not even looking at the defensive side of things, mm-hmm. Tay's going to be iced the entirety of 3v3. We're going to see him going to fives, not playing a regulation league game unless something goes haywire with Heat Check Gaming during the 3v3 season. Still think, like if you go back and look at guys that didn't play who were supposed to be playing point guard or shooting guard even in that case too, Insanely slow starts and something that you wouldn't expect. Now I feel like for Tay a little bit more less pressure yeah, because he definitely. was picked a little later going into the draft. So I think that's just something that you know honestly to keep in mind. I think it will start to become a little bit more of an issue of not having them play actual competition games, playing tens and scrims, cool, but you're not actually out there as much as what Kai and the rest of the team is going to be.
0: I think with the roster that the Heat had a tay nice a style point guard is probably exactly what they need i i very regardless of his defensive issues i i just don't think kai is a point guard i think kai is a shooting guard and that's not an insult his his skill set is so built for a modern league shooting guard yeah. i think he's going to go up a level this year um and look if, having a guy like kai kind of limits how you're able to build a roster but at the same time, I'd rather have him than not have him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't want him to be on somebody else's team to be somebody else's problem to solve. If I'm famous, I want to be the guy that solves the problems that Kai has. Because if I can figure out the couple of tweaks that he needs to his game, he, he could be he could be an MVP candidate easily. Nobody really has the raw scoring ability in the league that he does. He has the ability to lead the league in scoring for the next two years. So, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this pick. I, I think the Heat are just going to run into the fact that they're in the East, man. Yeah. And goddamn is the East ridiculous, especially because some of the other teams drafted so, so well in this conference. All right, so that's the Heat. Let's get to Charlotte. Woo! One of the big winners on the night. I tweeted this at Big West. Big West is Batman. He is the Batman of the NBA Two K League Draft. He is not the GM we need, but he is the GM. sorry, he's not the GM we deserve, but goddamn it, he is the GM we need when it comes to this shit. He put together an outstanding roster. Fluke Lock, an obvious pick. We all knew that that was going to happen. Snatching up Trey Dallas, who, by the way, I just just I, the rumors were is that Trey, like, I, I don't know, like what his pre-draft process was. I know that he thought that he was going to the Jazz. So, I'm sure that when he went to the Hornets, he was probably like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, how's this going to go? And then, Big West does him a solid. He's like, you know what? This might not be the uh, exact place you wanted to go. How about I draft your buddy and you get Mooch in your backcourt? They've been playing together forever. Mooch and Trey have been playing together for a long time. They were so happy when they got drafted. They dapped up. They had smiles on their faces. I I, I love this. They, they'll have each other's backs if there are any locker room issues. But the great part about all this is that all, all five of these guys are league players. They've all been in league locker rooms before. They're all generally pretty good guys. Mooch and Trey are pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fluke is, is is a dog in both game modes. I really like this team. This team is going to play some goddamn defense. Yeah. This team going to play some
1: defense. I mean, picture how picture defense. how good that they were last year with Fluke Lock coming in as late yeah. as he did and the way that they were able to flip things around. I think that they're going to be solid, especially once you give them those 3v3 repetitions, 5v5. I think the the, the beast just gets bigger and bigger every single time. I, I think for them, it, it's definitely going to be an interesting dynamic, right? Because they relied on Antoine Love last year to just go crazy with the scoring over and over again. Rigby kind of chiming in. I think that, obviously, while trying to replace the scoring power of an Antoine Love, it is very, very hard to do, especially at the point guard position with yeah. how easy he made it look. But I definitely think in terms of a better one-two punch, Mooch and Trey Dollars clears what we ended up seeing yeah. last year. And I know for me, I wouldn't say I've been I wasn't necessarily hard on Trey Dollars, but I haven't been the, the biggest believer of him, especially at the league level from when he was with the Celtics and then when he was with the Lakers. This is the one chance I feel like he, he, he's really had. This is the opportunity out of any opportunities had so far in the league to where it's like, you can play how you want to pre-draft now. On this team, go crazy. Go nuts. If this isn't the year, then it's kind of like, at that point, you know, what if, do you do?
0: If anything, my my biggest worry with this team is that they're almost too predicated on Trey Dollar's offense. But but honestly, do you, do you know what excites me the most about this? You know, I'm, I'm a big 2K League nerd, and I'm a big basketball nerd, man. I, I'm so excited to watch Mooch and Trey play off-ball for Saint and Crown off of rebounds, Crown coming to the top of the key. You know, maybe they run a popper with Crown if they want to this year just to spread the floor even more. There's so many interesting things that this team can do offensively. I do think they will have some games where they do struggle to score more than 50 points. I think Mooch and Trey are going to have a a bunch of games together where they both just can't shoot. Um, But there's there's just so many interesting things they can do. Um, And you're right. If there was ever a team that Trey Dallas was going to go crazy on, it's this team. He's got Mooch next to him. There isn't a, another player on the team that is going to demand the ball offensively. Crown is a very natural offensive player. The ball just ends up in his hands, and he playmakes with it or he scores. He always knows what to do with the ball. I just like how this team comes together. And and to be honest, I know the East is tough. I don't want to play this team. I don't want to play this team on stage. Let, let go. They could be somebody else's problem. Yeah. I don't want to play them. I, I, I think the I think Wes did a great job of putting together a team that makes sense, that has a clear way that they want to play, and, you know, big opportunity for Mooch and Trey. Because if this is truly Satan Crown's last year, guess what, man? This is your team after this year. Yeah. If you put on a show and you're really good and you get them to the playoffs and maybe you win a playoff series for the first time in Charlotte's history, you, this is your team now. It's Mooch and
1: Trey forever. The, and Duke, a, of course. It's a lot for them to prove, too, because they're – both in those unique positions where they are continuously getting picked up by teams, but they're not having the stability with one organization.
0: One of the big excuse me, one of the big things for this team that I want to just point out, they also were able to get these guys and they still have a future first. Just in case one of these guards don't work out and they want to like upgrade on somebody, maybe mm-hmm. you know somebody's unhappy and they, you know, a big time point guard, they can move for somebody. They still are they still they Put together a great roster while retaining future flexibility. That is all you could possibly ask for. I think the Hornets uh, put on a coup tonight. They, Good they job, did a Big great West. Job. Good job, West. West did great. Um, all right, let's go to the Jazz. Um, they snag Fiend, Justin, and Miami in the draft to pair with Kaze and Rhea. Um, the the fiend pick at nine. Let, let's, let's start there. Because honestly, the, the Justin pick to close out the draft, I got no problems with. He's a really yeah. good threes guard. We'll see if he survives to fives. Whatever. Miami, he's there for threes. We'll see if he survives to fives. Whatever. That fiend pick at nine baffled me. Not like I, I I keep saying I thought Fiend was a year away. If if you're gonna take a guy like Fiend, I feel like the late second would have made more sense. I'm shocked that they took him nine. That is a huge swing. They, th- that's a big pick. What if they th- miss that pick, they're going to be bad. If Fiend's bad, they're bad. Period. End of story.
1: What What was the point? I don't understand. I doubt that there was... It's no offense to Fiend, but just being realistic, how many teams had Fiend like, yeah, uh, we're going to take taking it. him
0: nine? Like, they, they, they that's ninth overall. That's a lot. That's a, that's a huge swing on a guy who's very unproven. And, and look... I've been I've been a little bit hard on him cuz like I think this point guard class in general is a big mystery but like wow, they liked him that much? Okay. Like I heard of the other guards that they were interested in. They were interested in Mooch, they were interested in Aaron. Is Fee are, is feet that much better than those guys? I don't know.
1: See, it's and I mean adding on to it, I think even the Miami pick was a little confusing cuz I as so many other people would see a player like Rhea who is as good as he is would be the guy to go play threes. Unless it's another case of, you know, there's a lot of guys who are star players who are very good. Shots is one of those guys who just does not want to touch threes. It's kind of like, cool, I'll just take the backseat in this. You guys can go crazy. But with that Miami pick, that kind of tells us that Rhea is no longer in the 3v3 lineup.
0: Which is shocking because Rhea was really good last year in threes.
1: It'll be good no Rio's matter really where you, you put him this at in threes.
0: Freaking Rhea. I, I, I'm with you. I don't like any situation where Rhea isn't on the court. Yeah. I, I don't like it. If you're not going to have Rhea on the court for threes, go
1: give him to a team it's where this, he will play. The same thing we said with Crazy with the Lakers. Yeah. I what did do you not think? like when Crazy was switching this position or he wasn't on the floor.
0: I, I think I think what I'm disappointed about is that I thought that this Jazz team had a real opportunity to put together a really, really interesting, hard-nosed Western Conference team. And I feel like they just took a bunch of swings on a bunch of guys that you're just like, okay. Yeah. Like, if they go into fives with Fien and Justin as their backcourt, I'm sorry. They're going to get ripped in the West. They're going to get killed.
1: This was, I mean, a lot of the Can team- Justin
0: play defense?
1: I feel like. Can, Col- user- can Miami play defense? I feel like if usually, like, a th- are you talking about for fives? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I-, I think definitely Justin will have that question mark. But I also think, I, I think this year we are going to see more ad waves. Than last year, tenfold. Yeah, I think you're. I think I agree with you on that. I, I just
0: like. I, I think the thing with Fiend that I don't like about this pick the most, man, not only is he maybe like not 100 ready for the league, there is a lot of pressure on him to be good immediately. Yeah, there is no time for him to be bad. If they're bad, if if he's bad, they're bad immediately, right away. There's no saving this team if Fiend is bad, and. Regardless of how good or bad you might is, it, it is a lot of pressure to put on a guy who isn't a top end guard prospect. I I I I, I don't I don't really know. I, I, I'm honestly kind of shocked that this is how the jazz ended up going. Like they could have had they could have had Trey Dollars and Dynasty, they could have had uh Fies and Mooch. Like they they could have done so many different things. And I'm just kind of shocked that this is how it ended up.
1: It almost I'm, like,
0: I'm like, what? Really? That's their roster?
1: It's definitely the second worst draft. It definitely goes P five yeah, and then very Jazz. Surprising. Yeah.
0: And I'll be honest, I don't mean to like put words in his mouth, but like if I'm Rhea, I'm looking at this team and I'm like, What happened? Really? <laughs> I went from Splash Lottie Compete and Bezus on my team to Fiend Justin Kaze in Miami. Like that's a very strange turnover. Very strange. Um I that's the thing. Do not I'll say that. I don't think this team is bad. I think this team is strange. I like I don't understand why you'd want to take Rhea off of threes. I don't understand why you'd want to take an unproven guard to be Rhea's five v five point guard. I don't understand why you would also take Justin, knowing that he can't probably play shooting guard in fives at a high enough defensive level to like compete in the West.
1: It, it's it's definitely one of those teams that, that is put confusing. together where immediately you're like, well, Ad Wave. Immediately. Very str- it's,
0: very, it's a very weird team. I'm, I'm kind of confused by um, how this looks. But, hey, maybe they'll be fun on the court. Uh, let's talk about the Kings. Um, in the moment, fat score, Bray carry, kick looks good. Um, I think getting score and kick was very impressive. Uh, I, I have been public that, again, I, you know— I had Fat and Fiend both as tier three point guards. I stand by that. I've watched, uh, trust me, I've watched a lot of them. Like, uh, because I want to see what other people see. I feel like I've never really seen them string together good games. And while I think Fat is fine because Score is, like, Score is going to be really good on this team. I'm really excited for Score on this team. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know how good this team is going to be. Even though I like their, I like how they drafted, and I still don't think they're going to be that good. Is that fair? Is that too mean?
1: No, I I think it's fair. It's another one of the teams, right? I know me and JT went back and forth. there, where like, is Kik going to go to center? Is Prairie going to end up going to center? Or Like, how are they going to flip things around? I don't know how around? Much that matters. I mm, I feel like there's definitely... I mean, you're going to make more of an impact at a lockdown position than you're at the center yeah. position, especially when you're talking about fives. But, yeah, I mean, that's always the mystery with guys that maybe you look at them in retail and you're kind of like, hmm. They have some good games. They have some yeah. bad games. Could they maybe be like a lot of these guys that we're talking about coming in, go straight into the league and just absolutely dominate? Yeah. But I mean, you have to think this team for threes is going to be pretty nasty.
0: Oh yeah. Oh for it, five. Let me, let me, like, yeah. Let me let me bring it back. My my, my analysis about them was very five and five centric. Threes wise, uh, this team's gonna be must watch. I am very excited to watch this team play threes. I, I don't again. I don't know how much they're gonna win, but. I think it's going to be really fun to just kind of watch their talent be talent and just kind of see them figure out like just watching score and kick figure out what their talent even yeah. is in the league is going to be fun. Um I think my my issue with this Kings team and this is going to be my issue with them no matter who they drafted. So so maybe take this with a grain of salt. In order for this team to be good and compete in the West, all of their players are going to have to hit their upside. Yeah. So and that's really hard to rely on, but again, this is a rebuilding year for the Kings. Their point, their their goal coming out of this draft was, A, we have to make us giving up the future first worth it. And, B, we need to acquire real pieces that are going to be with us for multiple years going forward. They did both of those things. So I can't really be too mad about it.
1: I think when you get a rookie backcourt, and this goes for every single team, there's a lot more pressure on your defense.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: Because... You have to look at it like, okay, what if they do come out and they're duds, right? Yeah. They're just below average. You're going to have to have a like a, just an ultra defensive mindset to where, okay, going to have to play like the old school whiz way of where you just take teams into deep water, you're yeah. drowning with the defense and just hope that your lackluster offense can push you over the finish line. Yeah. So I think that's what we're kind of looking out for in this team. And when you're looking at Bray, you're looking at carry, you're looking at kick. I don't see that being an ultra defensive powerhouse in five v five. Yeah, I agree. just don't.
0: Yeah, I, I think defensively they'll have problems, but honestly, <laughs> offensively, that give give the ball. The score. <laughs> let score cook. Let fat play off ball. Let him dex. Let him let him find his. Let spots. him hit he's a, a fat stop shooter.
1: without the ball. Yeah,
0: he's a decent three point shooter, but like let, let score is gonna cook on this. Yeah, team. and then on the other end, he's gonna tear it off. <laughs> uh, uh, Knicks gaming. We don't have to talk much Love about it. them. Radiant Malik stick feast sick one. Guess what? This team's really goddamn good. It's
1: this is <laughs> wow. If there's ever been more pressure to win a championship, yeah. I think like maybe next to Warriors gaming squad to repeat. Like the Knicks have done everything right of getting guys that are still playing at a high level. And look at the like feast going back to the power forward is going to be a sight to see.
0: Respectfully, um, original Malik put out a tweet talking about how like he didn't like the fact that people were saying that the Knicks were like title or bust and we weren't talking about that, like talking that way about other teams. Malik, respectfully, this team is. A hundred percent title or bust. Yeah. you have Feast, Sick, and Stick as your goddamn front court. This team is title or bust. Yes, <laughs> Feast and Sick threatened retirement to get to your team. That's title or bust in a good way. Your team is insane.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think that'll be really good. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of the conversation comes down to: uh, Is Radiant going to be able to find his rhythm early? His groove. Got Radiant groove. Really needs that early groove. for this team. Uh, and also shout-out to Nate Call, new head coach of yeah. Knicks Gaming. The Kyle yeah. Rudy era is officially over. Yeah. Still working out with well, the team and the manager nah. and stuff, but shout-out shout out to the champ, Nate.
0: All right, let's get to the Lakers. They made one pick tonight. Uh, they already had Kai, Crazy, Green, Two Nice, and VC. And come on, baby. Uh, by the way, I just want to point this out. Dynasty actually DM'd me and gave me props for me calling out the pick in my mock. I am very. That's. I think that's probably my best call out of the mock was Dynasty going through a bit of a drop. But there is absolutely no way that this team would be stupid enough to not pick him up. Let's say, let's say this. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna put this out there for the teams that like hated him a lot. Look, has he struggled so far the past couple months ever since, you know, he stopped playing the game a little bit less? Just, you know, life got in the way and you know, they, they patched the game, or whatever. Let's say he's eighty-five percent the player he was that we saw at the beginning of pre draft. You put that player next to Kai with crazy green too nice and yo VC you're going to win a lot of basketball games. And I think the one part about Dynasty falling that kind of makes me laugh is that I think GMs, like, I think they talk themselves in circles and talk themselves out of a guy who is now going to a Lakers team who's going to kick their asses. This Lakers team is going to kick ass,
1: I hope. I'm more just happy that Kai's not playing point guard. Me too. I did not like that When Dynasty got picked, I was like, okay, I really like this. I think the thing is with Dynasty, which – Can't really fault somebody if they take a break for the game, especially with him. He had college going on, that's why he couldn't go to UPA, had finals, all this other stuff. From what I've seen from Dynasty, and the one thing I liked about him so much, and when he was at his best, was when he was like abusing the mid range Mm -hmm. and constantly going to that. Yeah. The league build compared to retail utilizes the mid range so much, whether you're a shooting guard or whether you're a point guard, you have to, but it makes sense to your arsenal. Yeah. So it's always has made mom on that man. One of the best players in the world with yeah. how much he can mix things around. This is a phenomenal environment for him to be in. Yep. It's got to yep. feel great knowing like, damn, man, I get to go out there and play with shifty Kai. Yep. Kai still gets to play shooting guard. He still gets to be a defensive medicine, offensive tear crazy at the lockdown position. This is this is primed for what Lakers Gaming's best season when we're in Indianapolis, right? Yeah. This is primed to where they should be able to top that.
0: I also think one part about this roster that nobody is talking about is Yovc back at center because he had that. Why the Cavs play him at power forward? What a weird team! They traded C's for Yovc. That was one of the, honestly probably one of my least favorite trades I've ever seen. It wasn't bad. They just, it just
1: made like, the Warriors a the you, ultimate superpower made it
0: the best team ever, and you put a center at power forward. It. It's just a weird, but. He's back at center. Dynasty and YoVC as a pick-and-roll duo, I think, is going to be really, really fun to watch. Dynasty is a really good pick-and-roll point guard, especially when he's going against the not number one option. The one thing about Dynasty, when I watched his film these past couple months, when he was playing with Spicy Boys and he had Tutak on his team, they would swap back and forth over who was getting the secondary, who was getting the lock the same thing is going to happen here with Kai. There's going to be possessions where Dynasty is matched up with a bad defensive shooting guard. He's going to cook them. He's going to yeah. put them in the pick and roll. VC is going to slip. They can put VC on the pop or two if they want to. He can do anything. Um, I, I really like this Lakers team. It goes back to the thing we said about them with pre uh, during our pre-draft show. They just need a leader. Yep. They need somebody to stand up and say, I'm the guy. I, th- this is my team. We're going by the beat of my I think, drum. I think
1: Kai will be that guy.
0: He's never been before.
1: It never has, to, but like even then, when you when you look at the T wolves and where I mean we're around the team so much and we're looking at comms. Kai did talk a lot, oh, yeah. but it, it's hard when you're just getting overshadowed by Bear sure. and rightfully sure. so. But I think he is actually behind the scenes and in game more involved than probably anybody was on the T wolves. Yeah. If I'm being brutally honest, so I yeah. think with him now having a fresh start, you're with L A. He's back living out in L A. again, which I think the last time was when he was with Gen G. They lived yeah, out there during COVID season. So. Yeah, like I think it's gonna give him an opportunity to probably have a good sense of control, right? To where no one's like, I am number one now. Like this is probably his team over crazy, I would say. No, they're building around crazy, but when you bring a new sheriff in town who is constantly the front runner for MVP, Things change a little bit.
0: I'll just say this. There are no, zero, zero excuses for this team to, to yeah. not make the playoffs. Zero. They, they, if, they, if they don't make the playoffs, it is probably one of the biggest failures of any season. If they don't make the playoffs,
1: had. it has to be like Dynasty comes in and is just the worst player he's to ever touch.
0: He's, he's garbage. That's the only way this team doesn't make the playoffs. No team that has Kai Crazy, YoVC Green Too Nice, and Dynasty should not be making the playoffs. Yeah. And that's even in a difficult West. This team's probably, if we're, if we're being really really like brutally honest this should be the third best team in the west behind the bucks and the warriors mm-hmm. like it really should you've kai and crazy on the same damn team like come on like let's let's be i think i think we it's i think we should be more realistic about what the lakers expectation should be for this year but once we let the draft seep in a little bit and we you know we kind of feel out mm-hmm. the other teams i think we'll we'll be able to put together some pretty good uh predictions all right let's get to magic gaming uh they take two picks on the night they get Snubby in the late third, or I guess in the third round, second to last pick of the draft, and then they get Jay Bullen at third overall. I, w- I want to hear from you first on this one, Dirk. What, what do you make
1: of the Magic's night? Um, it's interesting. One, I, I know that Snubby is obviously making a return to playing, grinding the game. I think it was just more unexpected in terms of like he was just the assistant coach for them last year. Yeah. So now now he gets to play. So it's almost like no, it's it's uh, Dave Fry coming back to playing is the Blu Ray version. Snubby coming back to playing <laughs> is like the VCR. It's like the assistant <laughs> coach coming back to play and just nobody getting back to talking. He's yeah. a little disrespectful. But, I mean, okay. I love Snubby. The Jay Bullen pick, obviously, one that they could have missed on. It's the guy that they wanted the entire time. Dog. It's going to set them up to where – I, I yeah. brought this up on broadcast where I could see this being a Pacers gaming where Jay snags with the power forward, shift Jay Bullen over to a lockdown, haven't run crazy like a cracker on guardable and low-key like her yeah, on the floor. Yeah, for sure. Definitely so, the plan. I, I, them taking Selby clears things up, right? Because we were wondering was Re- Return of DJ just maybe gonna go pure yeah. lockdown this entire time? Maybe switch things up, so he still will be able to get the shooting guard. That's still where I have one of the concerns for Magic Gaming because Return of DJ won't see this sword three v three. Obviously, will be remote and in person for five v five. In person is still where I worry about Return of DJ. He yeah. had that stretch remote where he looked like he was about to be leading scorer, MVP. How good he was playing. As soon as he got in person, everything ended up changing up. So I think if um it's from the last time we saw Snubby in the league, he was at guard and it yep. was very underwhelming. Yeah, I think with him being at a lockdown, it's where it does have to be a little bit more of a glitchy position and the IQ that he has for the game. I think it's going to be good when you're looking at, in terms of the communication, Snubby is a little bit more on the quiet side, yep. but I don't think enough to where it'll be a detriment to them defensively.
0: He, I think my, my one issue with this Magic team, and it's not that I don't like the Snubby pick. I think my only issue with this team is that the balance of this team is a little weird. The balance of this... Is, bear with me here. You have Unguardable, who is all is all-gas, no-breaks offense, right? Honestly, not a great defender. You have DJ, who, like, is more of a defensive shooting guard than he is an offensive shooting guard, but he can score a little bit. You have Snubby, who's more of an offensive lock than he is a defensive lock. Then you have Jay Bullen and Godlike, who, like, disgusting... Like, there's just... It's not that I don't like the Snubby pick. It's that I, I was... Really hoping that they were just gonna do
1: Could have got follow
0: Yeah, just 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 like do the easy thing. I, I like the Snubby pick. I don't not it's just like
1: it has to be like one of those comfortable why picks. Why you gotta make
0: it so hard? It has <laughs> to be like
1: one of the comfortable picks, right? Yeah. It's like we, this guy was our assistant. Bring him in.
0: I know Jonah really likes Snubby, and that's not the look. Snubby's one of the best pure gamers that's yes. ever played in the league. No questions asked. I guess I just was I was just I i I, I was shocked. I selfishly wanted them to take like a real lock. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of other people in the community who think that Snubby should have been like one of the best locks in yeah. this class. So, you know what? Look, I, I live to be proven wrong. I, I will just commend Jonah for this. This is unquestionably the best Magic Gaming roster going into a season ever. It's the best.
1: I miss King Cam royalty.
0: <laughs> King Cam royalty. I think there is, I'll, I'll say this uh, even secondarily to that, like the Lakers, there is no excuse for this team to be in the ticket, yeah, no excuse. They need to make the playoffs as a normal team. No excuse. Uh, let's get to the Mavs. One pick for Mavs gaming. Uh, I think I have Green too nice as their uh, power four. Hold on, let me let me edit that for <laughs> a really second. That is not possible. There you go. Their roster: Cap, Fana, Jarsity, Shots, and Dayfry. Uh, Fana gets brought in. To be honest not surprised. I think we were all kind of collectively calling their bluff when they're like, cap's going to be our three V three guard. And we're all like, eh, really? I don't know about <laughs> that one. Chief. I don't know. You're probably going to find a guy who could like, at least like, if you want cat to be the guy, at least draft somebody, the two guard, who's going to like make him work for it. Now fan is going to be the guy for threes. Um, they're going to have a really fun threes roster between Fana, Darcity and Dayfry, fry. Um, and in fives, I am I'm, I'm I'm where do you where do you have them from a fives perspective? I, I got to hear your thoughts on this. I want to know if I'm crazy. Where's your head at?
1: I mean, I think this could be a team that gets carried by the front court, definitely. Which,
0: which is hard to do if they were in the East. I'd feel so much better about this team. But the fact that they're in the West, where you have like you have just some insane scoring front backcourts. I don't know if Cap and Fana can score enough. To keep up with the other teams.
1: That's where I think I'm going to get... I know that we we talked about this with Dave Fry. And I feel like it's going to be one of these things where this is going to be a very Wizards District gaming feel to it. To where Jarsity, Shots, and Day Fry are going to get you so many stops. They will probably be one of the top five best defensive teams that we have. Yeah. Because, I mean, even Jarsity, how much he's up to his play. And, like, even the Mavs, when they had follow, how good they were on the defensive side of things still. I think that's where the pressure comes in. I mean, I could honestly see it, right? If if Fanta comes out, maybe isn't the best threes guy. Definitely an ad wave potential for him to be dropped. And then they just get a more pure 5 e 5 shooting guard to bring into the sure. mix. But, I mean, I think for 5 e 5 this should be a team that is, is getting somewhat close to the playoffs, if not making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they should. I mean, again, you have Dave for on your team. So, they should definitely uh, be competing for the playoffs. I'm just going to toss something at you, right? And this, again, everybody's in the league at this point. You know, there's no disrespect. Y'all are getting league checks. What backcourt would you rather have, Claude and U-Bots or Cap and Fanna?
1: Cap and Fanna. Okay, interesting. I'm still even from like a B five percent. I'm not completely sold on Claude.
0: Vandy and Rigby or Cap and Fanna.
1: <sighs> oh, that okay. Now that one's tough. That is that is close.
0: Dean and Justin. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, the, the
1: Vandy the Vandy Rigby one. I, I think honestly, I, I would. <clears throat> I, might, I might still go with the Mavs.
0: By the way, I, I pointed out those two teams because if you look at every other team in the West, even Fatten score, you could argue, is going to put up more offense. I, I, my, my worry is that Cap and Fanta are going to average like 27 points a game. <laughs>
1: I just want to see Fannin in his new role as a shooting guard at 5v5. Sure. Whereas before we saw him try to be game manager with Raptors uprising, yeah. well, nothing was there. He's
0: a shooting guard. He, uh, him, and, him with
1: a shooting guard. And was, he's accepted that. And yeah. that's the that thing great. that's good about it, it with the call. repetitions he's been able to get into it. I think pairing him with the guys that they have on a team to give the wisdom like a Day Fry and a shots, I think that's going to be huge for him.
0: Another question for you. Do you think that Day Fry's style of play will work in the Western Conference? Because so much of what they were able to do was because they were in the East and because they were going up against teams who were built, not like the same, but a lot of these teams were built really similarly to the Wizards. And the reason that the Wizards kept winning is because they were just simply better at that style of play than other teams. But the problem is with this team in the West, it's like uh like a lot even a lot of really good offenses in this conference and you also have a lot of really good defenses you have a lot of really good two-way teams i think my worry is that dave fry loves to run that slow methodical offense and that gritty turnover-based defense i think in order for this team to win a lot they're going to need to shoot an insane amount of threes like, if, if I'm Bobby and I'm lavish and I'm talking about this team, you guys need to force up threes. You guys need to be the Boston Celtics. You need to shoot 43s a game. I don't care. Get them suckers up because I don't know if they have, like, enough raw scoring ability on this team to, like, keep up with, like, the Pistons five out. They're, the Pistons' defense might be terrible. They're putting up 73 points a game. Like, you best be ready for that.
1: Well, the good thing is about cap. He loves to shoot a lot of threes. He does <laughs> shoot a lot of threes. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, my guy. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. Fa-
0: by the way, I, I question this team a lot because I'm fascinated by this Yeah, team. I'm fascinated by the Mavs. I think they're a very interesting team. I think
1: at the end of the day, no matter what conference you're in, you're running the same defensive rotations as everybody else. That's
0: very true. That's
1: so very true. I, I, I think that this will be— Ooh, Are well, they
0: running five out this year?
1: I'd rather run like a pure five L. I think well, Dave. I Fry- guess will Dave Fry Dave- be on a pop? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I right, mean, right. if there, it depends. Though, like, I mean, how many league builds have we gone to? where There's been a pop every single year. Yeah. Season two, there's only one pop that ever puts our two. Rhea was on it for a while. Dr. JoJo went on it. t Wolves ended Dr. up winning the title. Um, other than that, the only time a pop has ever actually been used in actual competitive gameplay and it has looked good was this past year. Yep. We could get to the league, but we have another popper in there, and it just sucks. It just gets absolutely brutalized and bullied by those insides, which, by the way, I think the only way an inside would maybe go out there instead of a popper is if those insides have a high-precision dunker, Yeah, and if a popper doesn't... Chalk it. Mm. I like that. That's a good take.
0: All right, let's get to the NBL odds. Let's jump back to the East. Uh, they only had to make one pick tonight, uh, and they have put together a very interesting roster. Sees, uh, Harry, Bag, Milo, and they add Plu to the mix. Uh, there were a lot of rumors about this team. Uh, really came down to either Odon or Plu. Uh, the Grizz made a very interesting pick by taking Don, uh, I think, a pick before them or two picks before them, whatever. So they land Plue um, Plu last year. Had one of the best shooting seasons for power forward that we have ever seen. Literally one of the best shooting power forwards of all time. However, he was also one of the worst defensive power Mm -hmm. forwards ever. And the moment that they moved, that he got taken out of the league, and the Hornets put Saint on power forward, and their defense, obviously they got fluke locked to that, so I can't get rid of that context. But like, it's really hard to be a power forward in this league if your defense isn't up to snuff. And my biggest worry about this team is I almost, it's going to sound kind of funny because they have Harry and people don't like Harry as an offensive player. I almost wonder if they're like too offense based. Like I almost wonder if there's too much offense and not enough defense here. I think that I think Moody has a fascinating coaching season ahead of him where he's going to have to get an elite defensive season out of Plu and Milo. It's going to take, a hefty amount of coaching to make that happen. I think.
1: Yeah, I think too. Especially like my biggest knock on any EU and APAC guys have always just been the the lack of true knowledge and fluidity of defensive rotations. So That's like the number one thing for fight to give prospects advice out there from those regions. Yeah, get your defense down pat because even when I went to go play with Great Britain, it was a struggle. And yeah. watching EU teams try to run it was a, a massive struggle. Yeah. I I like the pick in terms of yes, you're going to have a knockdown corner shooter. I don't like it that what you just brought up is that you're going to have to rely on bag motion, try to lead a defensive charge with Plu and Milo. Milo's still getting adjusted to it. Plu, how much work from the point that when he got dropped out of the league to now has he really improved his game defensively?
0: He's a better defensive player now in the way where there isn't really much of a way he could have gotten worse. He's better now. Um, I want to preface this by saying we're talking about their fives team. Yeah. Their threes team is going to be awesome. Sees bag motion blue. You're,
1: you,
0: that, that team is going to put that team is going to get buckets. That team is going to hoop that team. Oh, my goodness. They are going to score. Because remember, we, we're doing best of fives again. Right. Yeah. For regular season. That team is not going to be easy to beat three times in five games. That's hard. That's going to be a really hard team to close out. You could be up two one on that team, and season bag just go. All right, here's twenty one. Drop nuts. You lose. Like and plu as well. Like plu is a, a a good threes big.
1: I, I, really, I love this threes team. I really wonder. With Bag Motion not being on the Pistons anymore, how much is that going to change this three v three game offensively? Because the Pistons really move the ball around, worked it. Trust him to even bring the ball up and stop and pop well, and shoot up threes. That's Moody,
0: right? Because he's got C's, who is a ISO heavy
1: three yeah. guard
0: for sure. I think that's just going to come up to Moody creating like a legitimate three v three game plan. For, for what it's worth, he did do that last year. Yeah. He did do a really good job of putting together interesting 3v3 game plans and, like, kind of figuring out the strengths and weaknesses of that team with, with Law Rich and DJ Too Cold. and Like, it was it was a fun team. So, I don't doubt Moody's abilities at all. You win coach of the year, you get a full year of credit from me before yeah. I start criticizing your decisions. Um But, yeah, he's going to have to whip these guys into shape defensively, not to mention a a hairy bag motion uh, point of attack uh, from the defensive standpoint is going to be another really interesting thing to watch. Easily
1: the most impressive part about, I feel like, Harry's game was the defensive side that he brought. Like, damn, man. Now this
0: is like a thing. Like, now his defense is like the reason he's playing. He's going to
1: have a bill that actually has defense now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, let's talk about the Nets quickly. Uh, Greens, Reezy, Streets, Steve's Walnut. Love it. Good team. Yep good team if greens is mvp candidate again they make playoffs yeah. yeah i think that's a pretty simple one pacers cooks chess range j Snags, rain it's the exact same team except they have cooks and greenlight if cooks is 10% better than Greenlight was last year. This Pacers gaming team is probably your fourth or fifth seed in the in the Easy.
1: Last. And they have a guy that is secure that if you go out there and play threes, you don't have to worry about chess anymore just going out there and doing his thing. That's
0: the real question I, I think uh, you should ask on this team. Who do you want playing threes for you? Because Chess uh, was pretty good last year. Uh, cooks. You want Cooks? Huh? Yeah.
1: I think Chess was just making the most of what they have to do. Like, okay. he didn't expect to play threes. I just,
0: I just personally felt that them making Chess play so much threes – Made him better in five. Yeah. Like he got so used to league build and had put so many reps in at that point that he got to fives and he just kept cooking. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought chess was really good last year. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that dynamic changes things. Let's go to the Pistons. Uh, they came into the night with Ant, Beast Move, Jomar, and Connor. You called it, man. Uh, the Mona pick, uh, surprising to everybody else in the building except you and me, yep. who uh, by the time the draft started, were like, he, he's the pick. Like, he's going to be the guy. So you you know him better than I have. You've watched him more. I've just watched a couple Twitch clips about him. Like, why why are the Pistons, who are so close to winning a 5v5 title, why are they taking such a big swing on a guy from New Zealand?
1: Well, one, they always give chances to people, sure. too. Like, you look at Jacko, you look at Milo, yep. and then now you throw Mona into the mix. I think, because when Ant is at his best, he is playing with people that he, won, trusts, Yeah. And two, will listen no yeah. matter how ugly things could get. That they're still going to trust him and they're going to listen no matter what. I think when you bring in one somebody who is going to be so appreciative that they just got picked, they are moving from New Zealand, going all the way to Detroit. Sounds depressing, <laughs> um, but going all the way across it, the country to play the, the game. You said
0: that <laughs> it,
1: the way that I've always looked at things, and and really going out to Manila opened my eyes even more is how appreciative these guys are and how genuinely the passion level that they have is unmatched compared to any North American prospect that you'll ever come across. And I I think with the way that he played was so unique compared, like it would have been one thing if Mona was out there at the center position just, you know, stick dunking, doing all this, not really showing a bag, playing things very basic. This man was doing things I've only seen Dimes and Dave Fry do this pre-draft. On a popper, getting the ball up top, commanding the offense, calling cuts, making plays out of things, on defense out of the corner, making these crazy heroic stops, having the IQ. The trash talk is gonna be insane. Like they got Connor and Mona. Connor and him, I think Mona's probably like around the same height, maybe a little bit shorter, but massive. It is just gonna be scary to go up against them, yeah. but I think it's just gonna fit in perfectly. If people had any question, will the Piston GT try to run a five out set? Mm. This sums it up. Mona's going to be the guy who's probably going to be at the center position. He'll be on a popper now in terms of how much will he truly be involved in getting that chemistry with Ant running an actual pick and pop. Who knows? Maybe that's something I do try to go with. The thing that I've always known when Ant can get a proper five out and knows everybody around him to shoot. That's the issue last year yep. right? with Ramo. Didn't trust him. Teams will drop off that left corner just because they saw Raymo in there. Yep. He is now going to be able to get really into his offensive bags, where it's going to open things up for Be Smooth. It's going to open up a lot more cuts, to where yeah, it might look at times that Mona's just sitting over in the corner on his shooting build. Yeah. But you, the the dynamic offensively is going to be really hard, I think, for teams to try to keep up with.
0: Yeah, I, I guess my my biggest questions when it comes to to Mona is going to be: is he ready to play on a team where he is going to be the fifth best player? Is he ready to play on a team where he might? Not even be one of the seven best players on the entire court at any time, and also respectfully to him, New Zealand and America culturally are very different places. Yep. This league, culturally, is a very unique place. Playing with ant is a very like that is as like American as you can get. Like, I hope he is ready to get scolded because that is just how ant plays he is kind of nasty he's extremely competitive if you mess up he's going to tell you and demand that you do better if i'm mona i'm sure he's you know i'm sure he's a good dude i'm sure he's going to be very appreciative to be there this team is trying to win a title so he's going to have to kind of like he's going to have to get acclimated really really fast and I think it's good that he's that threes is first and then fives comes in because he's going to have an opportunity to spend time with all the guys and understand their personalities. And like, I want people to understand that, like, Ant off the court versus Ant on the court, two very different. People. Yeah. He's a hyper competitive guy. So when he's in that mode, he's a very different person. I hope that Mona is ready for that kind of level of competition. I know that he himself is a very loud vocal guy, but he's loud and vocal when he's going up against guys who he knows he's better than. This is a totally different scenario now. Right this is like being the best player on a th- this is like him being the best player on a college football team and going to the NFL and being like wait everybody else here is the best player on the college football team how am i going to play yeah. so i'm i'm very interested to see how he plays i'm very excited I think, his film
1: looks great Yeah, his film looks outstanding i think from the way of just even having conversations with him and and, and all the talks yeah. there's just a different level of confidence with these guys from different regions man it's just yeah. it's not as as buddy buddy like oh man you're so good at the game like out in europe and, and apac they're coming for blood no matter what sport that different level of passion i, I mm-hmm. it's so hard to tell people over a microphone about okay well like, what is the passion Like, you just have to experience it it's the same thing when you go to a, a european sporting event right in the u.s if i'm going to a football game i'm watching Bengals versus bears i can go in a bears section with my Bengals jersey and no one maybe i'll get oh yeah your team sucks if i'm at a soccer game in England, and it is Arsenal versus West Ham, and I'm wearing an Arsenal kit stuck in the middle of a West Ham thing. Yeah. I am going to fear for my life. Sure, it is a different breed yeah. out there, so I have full faith in him. Uh, I think it says a lot about the Pistons and Ant specifically that they're to for their final piece to win a championship that they're yeah, taking so the a rookie from New Zealand. Yeah. So I think that that have to have a different level of confidence in somebody to make that happen.
0: Yeah. By the way, Saint was not happy that I said that uh, that, uh, hit, that the Hornets and the Kings were my winners, and I said that they both desperately needed a boost. Uh, Saint was like, turn champs, number two seed, desperate. See a February 1st, LMAO. Buddy, your team got saved by Antoine Love and Fluke Lock last year. You and Crown have both said publicly that you're retiring after this year. You desperately needed a good draft because if your team was asked, you guys are retiring on the bottom, which I don't think anybody <laughs> wants. So that's what desperately means. We all got rel- I made them the win- one of my winners of the draft, and they still found a way to do Oh,
1: St. Saint, St. Doesn't, like, doesn't like anything else to do- say.
0: <laughs> Saint, what are you doing, man? All right, let's move on. Um, uh, let's move on to the Pistons onto our next team here. Uh, Raptors Uprising GC. They came into the night with Antoine Love, Hom, Crush, and Balaxim. And somehow, some way, they did nothing. They sat on their hands the whole night and respectfully— Maybe the fourth best shooting guard in the entire class falls to them at 32. Symptoms, I don't know how many, I don't know how, if people have been watching a lot of symptoms recently. He's been playing a lot with Benzo. He looks outstanding. Mm-hmm. He looks great. He looks so good. And I feel like if he was a new prospect and he hadn't been in the league already, he'd probably have gone first round. He might have gone top 10. But because, like, we have, you know, stuff in the league and, you know, he's had defensive problems, whatever, I feel like people kind of forgot about him. But, like, Goddamn, they have an Antoine Love symptoms backcourt. They're going to score like crazy. That team's going to put up buckets. Again, that's going to score.
1: I think the thing that factors in, he's just a quiet guy, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And so that's something. I that,
0: JT. JT's a good dude. Yeah,
1: it's something you have to look at. I think it's perfect fit for a ball dominant guard like Antoine Love yeah. to where late shot clock or like just late shot clock in terms of catch and shoot scenario symptoms is going to knock it down. Or even giving him the ball when it's like, okay, Antoine Love is gassed out. You got about seven seconds to go get us a bucket symptoms. I think that's where, in the league, when he's had those opportunities, that's where he really fries. I think, too, an underrated part about that Magic gaming offense was some of the off-ball stuff that they ran for symptoms and how high-level that was. Yeah. I think that when you give it to somebody like Nick and the things that they are going to be capable of running with him, I think that's going to be unique.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this Raptors team plays. I think I have similar issues with them that I have with other teams like – I, I question the upside of a symptoms and hom like point of attack defensively. Mm-hmm. I, I question that. I do question a little bit a crush seam defensive front court. I think crush is they're, they're putting a lot on crush. I
1: think. Crush has to have they're, the, they're, the year of his life. They're putting a lot on crush. Yeah, I mean, I mean us too. When we talked about him yesterday, crush has to have the best season that he's had in the league. Yeah especially when you're switching to what is now the second most important position out there on the floor.
0: This team is going to score like crazy though. This yeah. team's going to put up a lot of offense. I cannot wait for Raptors versus Hornets this year. That's going to be
1: fun. I just can't wait for Antoine Love to play threes. Well, well, that's going to be fun too. Right? Come
0: on, th- think, think come on, think about Hornets versus Raptors this year. Mooch versus Antoine Love, super offense versus super defense. Trade dollars and symptoms could not be more opposite it's in terms a beef of. Game. Beef game. Beef game. Beef game. Hornets versus Raptors this year is an absolute beef game, and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait for that matchup. Uh, okay. T Wolves gaming. They just, they, they did it again, man. They did they it They crushed again. it. Bear to Beast, two talks, sub goaded Iggy Moe Polo. I mean, come on, man. Why do y'all keep letting them do this?
1: Where's the flaw?
0: We <laughs> don't keep letting them do this. What the, what is this? Look at this team. Do you know what the flaw in this team is? The flaw in this team is that maybe Iggy Moe isn't ready for, like, prime time. Like, I think he'll be a good, like, regular season guy. Like, you think don't think Iggy
1: Moe of all people is ready for prime what, time? What like?
0: We don't know. What do you
1: mean by prime time?
0: Prime time, like... The T Wolves have had issues the past two years of getting over the hump. Okay, is Iggy Mo the guy that's going to get like them over
1: the hump? The, having the pressure of yeah, being able to like, get to I'm it. I'm
0: talking. I'm. I'm talking about is Iggy Mo going to be able to hold up against the Warriors? Is Iggy Mo going to be able to hold up against the Bucks? Because, and that's, again, the standard that I'm holding him to is incredibly high. However, welcome to the Western Conference. Welcome to the NBA. And team
1: he, he's going to be the target of any team that yes. plays against him with being, go being, go being the content creator, being the Twitch him. streamer. Yes. I think an underrated part, I feel like, was having the soothing voice of slaughter during games. Yeah. To kind of be like looking over a DJ Cole when they had him. Looking over yeah. at Clampism. Looking over at TB if things start to go south, there's there's a lot more pressure, um, Bear to Beast, to really be the one to be like, okay, I have to will everybody into it, until they make a coaching decision. I yeah. mean, JB is good, too, if he ever has a headset on. I remember all the work that he put in towards their Season 2. I think that might be the only thing that worries me a little bit. Sub-Goated does get hyped up and does talk a lot, to be yeah. fair. Might not show it a whole lot, just because was remote for a large part of the Season 2.
0: I wonder what a sub-Iggy Mo pick-and-roll duo is going to be
1: like. I that, think it's going to be nasty. I think it's two guys okay. from stage who are very glitchy at the game i yeah. think it's going to be uh, their threes work is going to be phenomenal yeah fives th- will be fun because two, like both 3v3 yeah. three three guys adapting over towards fives but i like what i saw from sub go to the last year so two talk sub
0: iggy mo and threes is going to feed families i'm just saying that right now that's gonna be so much fun to watch i just i think my only question for them is like what is like their true upside in 5v5 th- this western conference is ridiculous Like, I think this roster is great. I still think they might be the fifth best team in the West. And that's no qualm against them. I think it's mostly for me. I don't know, like, what to expect out of an Iggy Mo Polo frontcourt. Both rookies, both with a lot to prove this year. You have Bears, the senior. This is a. I'll say this is a very young team for Bears. Yeah, it's a very young team. I for brought Bear. that up on
1: broadcast very too. Young I was ones. like, historically for the T Wolves, when you're looking at them, it's like a little bit older of a team. Like vets. Now yeah. you're just bringing in a bunch of young guns.
0: Well, honestly, that might help them though because they're all just going to look to Bear. Yeah. I, I will say I'm. I'm just going to put this out there now. This year has. Big time bear to beast MVP potential. Mm-hmm. Big time bear. If, if this team is top three in the West, competing in every tournament, he's averaging twenty six and nine, whatever like crazy stats he's putting up. This could be a big bear MVP season. This team is perfectly built to supplement him.
1: I, I, I'm excited to see how Polo adapts to the offense that Bear to Beast is going to yeah, want to run. Me too. Yeah, because I, I know that he is capable of doing it. Yeah, and replacing Slaughter is. is that's tough, man, because yeah. Slaughter, like, he's as as quiet as he is. He is a dog year he's in, year cool. out. He's I know he has good. always been one who said to us, he's like, man, I'll play popper. I don't want to be on one. Yeah. I just want to be on the inside thing. <laughs> is Polo going to have that same mindset, or is he going to be more free-willing? Like, yeah, like, I'll run a pop the entire time and and not really care.
0: It's funny. We have just talked about this entire team for a couple minutes, and we did not mention Chutok at all. Or maybe the best player in the draft, depending on, you know, how it goes down between him and Benzo. I mean – it, it cannot be understated how much Tutak can raise the ceiling of this team. Like there are going to be so many games this year where Bear might not be scoring the ball that well, and they give Tutak the ball in the second half, and he just starts to cook. He goes like five of six from three, you know, quick twenty-point half, and all of a sudden they win by five. Like I, am I'm, I'm very high on this team because I think the Bear to Beast Tutak backcourt is going to work. And I think it's going to give teams that work. I'm I'm very excited for this Bear two-talk backcourt. I think it's going to be a hell of a time.
1: I see a lot of two-talk break points in our future. Oh, my God. <laughs> so much fast breaks.
0: That, that is one thing about this team. This team is going to force a lot of turnovers yeah. and a lot of fast breaks. All right, let's get to the Warriors.
1: Man, do we have to? Jesus, Lord Christ.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this. I think Nat put this on Twitter. All of these teams, I think every single team in the league this year is at the bare minimum interesting. Yeah. There's no team in the league where I look at them and I'm like, wow. You, I don't want to watch you play this year. Like even with the Blazers, I'm very excited to watch them play this year. Show me what you got, Blazers. Let's see. Yeah. You think a Ubot's Fias two three combo gonna work? I will be. Th- I will be there. I will watch those games. This Warriors team, I still think is in a different class from the rest of the league on paper. I think on paper, on paper, I think the only team that comes close to them is the Bucks. I think everybody else is a tier below. I, I, I just. There's no – like, every other team has, like, four and a half good players. Yeah. They have five and a half because that's how good Cease is playing right now. He's worth a player and a half by himself. Like, I I, I love what teams have done tonight in the draft. I think everybody is putting out really interesting 5v5 lineups. And I'm not saying that they have no chance, but, like, y'all y'all are looking – y'all are still looking up. Y'all are looking up at the Giants. Yeah. And this team, I still think they're going to win the Fives Finals. I still think they're the best team. I think in threes, they're actually gonna struggle a little bit. Um, I don't know if this team's really built for threes. I think I think Mama can. I mean, they made play fine.
1: they made playoffs in threes, not making stage <laughs> one time. Like that is crazy.
0: <laughs> um I am i I think this is the best team in the league. I think they're the best run team in the league. I think all five of these guys are really excited to play together. I think every other team in the league is gonna try to beat them. But also this collection of five players, probably loves nothing more than having a target on their back. You know what I mean? True. They live for that. They're like, oh, you want to beat us? Cool. They're, do you know what it is? This is going to be the team that is everybody's Super Bowl. They're everybody's Super Bowl every single Oh, game. yeah. So they're going to have to kind of be ready to deal with that. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be all
1: right. And then I, there was one.
0: And then there was one. Let's talk about Wizards District Gaming. Uh, they pick up Benzo, Be Rich, Awkward, Nudini, and... They pick up type at center.
1: Shocking? Was,
0: not shocking. I
1: not mean, even. I'd say shocking, like, not from a talent perspective. I just didn't think – we've known type for so long. And yeah. look at the organizations that he's been with. Did you ever think in my life, if you were to tell me back in season one when he was on Warriors Gaming Squad that, hey, type's going to play for the Wizards one day.
0: R- 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 and, and I just want to say this, like, respectfully to people that listen to the podcast and watch on my streams, I have been telling you guys for, um, for months – well, I guess a month since, you know, UPA was only a month ago that Lux just did not feel like a wizard to me. He just did not feel like a guy that that organization looks like. He's like, you know what? You're who we're going to supplement our number one overall pick point guard with. And that's not to say he's a bad player, but like that's a, that's, that there that, that's big keys to give the, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a interesting guy to give the keys of the car to from a center position type weight makes so much sense yeah. from like a wizard's perspective. Like, Awkward Nudini type. That team's gonna play defense. They everybody on this team knows how to win, and the Benzo type pick and roll is gonna be excellent this year. Type loves to get the ball. Uh, you know, loves to get the ball in the slip, kick out to the corners. Nudini and awkward kick back out to B. Rich. If the shooting guard gets sucked in, like this team is gonna be able to score. They're gonna be able to play defense. I think the type pick just makes this team serious. You know
1: what? I th- feel like Lux was just too much of a question mark. You know what? I think they wanted. I feel like they wanted somebody who. Replicates the aggressiveness of Dave Fry. Yeah. Defensively, specifically, which Type type is one of the all time best centers, uh, the defensive side side of things. Yeah. But so that's the thing with Type is that historically, he is undoubtedly one of the best centers that the league has ever seen from the Steel's perspective, blocks. Hall of Famer, absolutely. One of the most efficient offensive centers ever. So, I think with how much attention Benzo is going to draw to himself, I think it is just going to open up the doors for type to have those, those like sneaky, quiet 20 point games where we're like, yeah. Oh damn, like how did this even happen? Oh, cause they're double teaming up high trying to stop Benzo trying to stop be rich the entire time. But I think that's why this type pick after the year they have with Glowski and constantly flipping him and Nudini around and Glowski not really being that aggressive guy. Yeah. I think now you're bringing in a, a fuck it type dude who's in the corner. He's like, Oh, I see an open roll. I'm going. Yeah. Somebody go for me.
0: I, I think it's I, – I think type is a, is a really – I think it shows the Wizards' intention for this year. Yeah. And it shows we're, we're, we're going for it this year. We want to win. Cause, and it's not that Lux wasn't going to be that, but like what if Lux was bad? Yeah. They have no options. If Lux is bad in fives, they have no options. Type at a bear, type's floor is way higher than Lux's floor. He may not have the ceiling, but they don't need a high ceiling center on this team. They, they, just, need, they just need a point guard who can score and get the ball to awkward and Nudini when they're open. Yeah, I, I, I really like the type pick, and I told this to Benzo in person, you know, because obviously he made it very clear that he wanted Lux. He made it clear on social media. He made it clear to the Wizards, but I told him one thing when it comes to the Wizards franchise. They are never going to put him in a, in a position Where he's the loser. They're never going to put him in a position to fail. They're always going to put him in a position to succeed. And giving him type is that position to succeed. Type is going to come in. He's going to fill a lot of gaps for them. The awkward Nudini type defensive rotations. I will be there. I will watch that on film. They are going to be fantastic. They all know how to play 2K at the highest possible level. Titan made an Eastern Conference Finals last year playing one of the weirdest defensive systems you'll ever see. He was playing corner defender with the power forward, also playing corner defender, and, like, fucking Stick was playing a...
1: It was well, weird. He was playing the out. back end while Malik back and Radio looked, were guarding up top.
0: But he was also playing up top. Like it was a peculiar. And they still almost made the finals. Yeah. Like, it was wild. It was so strange. I
1: think it's it, it's better to bring in. That's why I was saying for, for this pick, it had to have been like uh, either like a Yusuf, if you do want like the popper type vibe. Yeah. Unless you just wanted to go brute force inside. Type is definitely, honestly, out of all the centers that were left, it's it's one that you can always just kind of bank on. Obviously, P Cross knowing him for as long as he has, Type being around for the past seven years in the NBA 2K league, and I, that, when we interviewed Pat, that's the one thing I said to him. I was like, "What what kind of went into this? Like, you guys are." With the league center position slowly starting to shift over to poppers and being yeah. able to shoot. Oh, they don't what, what made you want to just go with a brute force inside? it's like, it's always going to be a thing. It's yeah. never going to be something that completely goes away in the league. So, I do like it, which means that we get another year of mama type in the Twitch chat.
0: Yes, we Clap do. Clap it up. This team is going to play gritty Eastern Conference basketball. Um, I And, and you know, it's funny. I feel like. I feel like we almost haven't done enough analysis on Benzo. Like, I feel like we taught, we like, we, we just kind of write him in number one of like, oh, the Wizards are going to be good. But like, people need to realize how good of a, a prospect and a good of a player Benzo actually is. Like, Benzo's about to walk into this team and immediately make them a playoff contender. And if he's an MVP candidate in his rookie year, he makes them a title contender. Just just from being on the team like that's the level of player he is like if, if anything, they should probably be as good as the Nets team with Greens Reed uh, Streets, Stees, and Walnut they should easily be as good as that team the, 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 I'll tell you the East this year I don't know if there's a team in the East who's like the absolute number one best Maybe you say the Knicks we'll see I'm not I'm, I'm high on them well you know I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they score but like, Man, every single week for these elite Eastern Conference teams is going to be an absolute war. And I kind of feel for a team like the Hawks who are like, hey, guys, look, we put together a good team. This is awesome. And then all of a sudden they're just like staring up at a looming Knicks gaming, Wizards district gaming <laughs> <Eastern> <laughs> conference. and They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like I just I'm kind of worried for the not the lesser teams in the East, but for the rebuilding teams in the East who are now looking up at the Giants again and being like, how do we beat these What's guys? What's
1: the Simpsons mean? I'm in danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> like,
0: like that's, the, that's the also annoying part about the Eastern Conference, man. If, if you're if you're in the East, you were probably so happy last year that the Wiz were bad, and now you're like, they've done it again. They've done it again. They're going to be sick. What the how? What do we got to do to get rid of these guys? Yeah. <laughs> Good thing they didn't listen to me, man. I was campaigning for them to trade awkward last
1: year. That would have been <laughs> a really
0: bad move. Um, all right, so those are all 25 teams. Are there any other segments you want to do? We're about an hour and 28 minutes in.
1: Oh, that's it. It feels a lot longer when it you're doing this. It feels a lot these.
0: longer. Are there any other segments that we want to do? We can do winners, losers. We can do draft grades if we want to. Um, we can do a whole lot of things here. How do you want to
1: play it? Let's say you we keep it at an hour 30. You want to keep it an hour 30, like, we'll keep it short. I feel like it's good just going through that. And I know what we're planning on doing something. Is it this Friday or next Friday?
0: I got a stream coming up tomorrow okay. that I'm going to do with JT. You are obviously welcome to hop on. I think I
1: have, have a soccer game. It. Depends if I'm home.
0: I mean, dude, I'm literally going to be streaming for like the next month. Oh, I so am going to be I say.
1: Yeah, it depends if I'm home or not. But yeah, I mean, that's the good part about this podcast is that we're saying, guarantee once a week, you never know what the fuck can happen.
0: Do you know what we'll do? Do you know what we'll do? Let, we'll, we'll close it out here an hour and a half. And then next week, we'll do like a week later. Draft podcast, yeah, and we'll see. We'll see what our opinions are like after a week of like. We'll see the how the social the
1: medias team. are of these guys who maybe yeah. didn't want to go to their teams, and yeah, is really the trade true. window closed now?
0: No, trade window's open for the re- for for I think until like the first threes in person or the first threes uh, finals.
1: All right. Let's go over under how many trades are we gonna oh, get? No trades, no trades. No you don't trades. think even like for some of these players Not that don't threes, want to be there, just you
0: only need three three guys. If fives was first, I would say maybe, but the okay, threes I think will be fine. How about this before we go? What was your favorite pick of the draft?
1: Mona. Okay, you can go Mona, easily. Yeah. Um, no, I I I mean, I it's it's Mona and Warnock's, and that is complete bias of the love yeah. for the European and APAC community. Okay. Um, really loved it. Think both guys are extremely like because that's what I'm saying, man. If the Mona recency buys, like when he had won and the support that he was getting was crazy, yeah, then it fell off because you don't know why. Why New Zealand doesn't have an E-Fiba team? Well, they
0: did have an E-Fiba team. He just oh, they did, didn't it. they? I thought
1: he- I forgot. Yeah, Apologies Chrome to, Chrome to is the-, the New Zealand people.
0: I thought he was on the team because they also had a huge guy on their team that looked just like him, and I was like, wait, is that him? No, oh, that wasn't him. Okay.
1: Well, I'm that completely New Zealand wrong, team man. was
0: awesome too. Shout out to flo Meadow? flo Meadow? Flo Meadow? I don't remember what his name is. He was awesome. He dropped like 56. He was but
1: yeah, I, I think, I mean, if he was at EFIBA and kind of did his thing, maybe gets a Warnox treatment depending how good the team plays. Yeah. But with Warnox, I. That
0: New Zealand team was bad.
1: Yeah. yeah with, with, they were with, the youngest team there. With the Warnox situation, I have never in my life seen top North American players rally that much behind a European prospect ever he was in the really seven good. years I've worked with this league. He
0: was, he was so good. I can't wait to see him in the league, man. I, I, honestly, I, I want every team to be good. I want every player to be good. I say this all the time. I hope that Warnock kicks ass. I, I hope that he's as good as we've seen him play. I hope he elevates his game. I hope, he, I hope he learns new things. I hope he shows up that he can actually play defense at the highest level. He's going to shoot. He's going to be able to score. Like I, I, I just hope that he's going to be able to be like – Enough of a player that we look at it and we're like, you know what? International players can play in the league. That's what I want.
1: I, well, I'm going to start a conspiracy theory. Ooh, hit me. I think that they drafted Warnock so Mario can study Warnock for the next e But It's a game plan against France. <laughs> <laughs> Get his tendencies <laughs> mentally. That's funny. Where is he weak so they can try to expose it?
0: That's funny. <laughs> me, uh, my favorite pick of the draft... Um, there are a bunch of good picks in the first round. I mean, I can't. I I really do love the the fluke lock pick to the Hornets at six. I just think that solidifies them being a really good team this year. I, I'm I'm gonna go with a different one though. I think the dynasty to Lakers pick is. I can't believe y'all let that happen. I can't believe y'all let them get dynasty. <laughs> do you guys realize how good they're gonna be if he's eighty to eighty-five percent of the player that we saw him during pre-draft? Yeah. Like you guys are nuts. Like you guys are absolutely nuts. This was a classic case of the GMs. They overthought it. They overthought it, and they let one of the most talented guards in this draft fall. They overthought it. They talked themselves into it, and all of a sudden, you have Dynasty, Shifty Kai, Crazy, Green Too Nice, and Yo VC on the same team. Y'all let this happen, and I just want you to know that if that team, like I said yesterday, keeps their heads out of their ass, they're going to be insanely good, and they're going to win a lot of money.
1: Dun-dun-dun. I want though. this to start right now. <laughs> I, know,
0: I know. Well, the good news is we did announce that the league uh, will be starting February 28th. We'll yep. be starting uh, 3v3. Should be an absolute blast. We'll have plenty of podcasts between now and the start of the season. We'll have guests. We'll have interviews. We'll do deeper team dives and, and team previews and all that jazz. But now that the draft is over... Thank God oh, the drafts is over. We can do other content. No more mock drafts. Oh, I can't wait. Well, I
1: mean, you're the one that's doing the mock drafts. I'm done.
0: No more mock drafts. <laughs> and again, pat myself on the back. Another great year of the big board. 34 out of the 35 picks end up coming off of that big board. I, I worked very hard on it this year. I'm just going to let myself pat myself on the back for a second. I worked very hard on it this year. I watched a lot of 2K. I worked with a lot of GMs to try to find out who are the best guys in this class. And I really do think that it's not even just me and the GMs. Shout out to my Twitch chat, man. Y'all put me on to a lot of prospects this year. You guys told me, like, hey, this guy's better than you think. This guy's worse than you think. And I think as a community, we were able to put together an extremely impressive overall draft board that ended up proving itself on draft night that it had all the best players on it. And at the end of the day, that is the goal of the draft board.
1: You're the real real MVP for the drafts. Because I remember I used to be the exact same person back season one, season two, with all the prep that I would do with everything like that. And for me, not being as in tune with stuff in the off-season for a multitude of reasons. I was initially with E-Fiba. Then I didn't play, and I was like, fuck this shit. I don't want to play anymore. I'm not going to do this. (laughs) I'm going to focus on other content and try to explore other avenues. But if people saw the the behind-the-scenes work that you do and all the notes that you make, too, they'd be like, oh, shit. Because they just see what gets posted on Twitter, and they're like, boo, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Maybe you still suck ass at the game. Yes, I do. But. But. It doesn't mean you can't have 2K knowledge.
0: We went we 34-35 went on the draft board this year, and we got the first seven picks in the draft completely right. We went seven for seven to open up the draft. And honestly, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. All right, let's close it there. Uh, hour 35, way shorter than our podcast yesterday, but that's okay. Um, we'll probably be back next week with another podcast. Maybe we'll do uh, a guest, maybe get one of the uh, big yeah. prospects on, talk about their draft experience, talk about the interview experience. I feel like nobody's ever gotten like a true deep dive. On what it means to be a top Mm-mm. prospect, going from prospect to team tournaments to interviews to drafted. So maybe we'll we'll do a, yeah. a fun little series like that. So that's going to do it for us. You can follow Dirk on Twitter at...
1: Dirk underscore JDR.
0: Perfect. And you can follow me on Twitter at SportsDean. We will likely be creating a show Twitter page at yes. some point for all of our fun videos and factoids and memes. And we'll we'll do a whole bunch of stuff on there. So... Yeah, keep an eye out for that, and we'll see you guys next week.
1: Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, bye.